Young gospel. Young gospel. Yo, what's up, my Christian family? It's your host, Young Gospel. Still no sponsors on this podcast, but it is all good because the only sponsor we need is our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. How's everybody doing in this morning? I am ready. I am up. I have some energy in me. I made a cup of some good old coffee and I am ready to do this podcast. I'm excited. I'm bringing you guys a really, really good subject. And this subject for EP6, episode number six, is going to be covering drug addiction within the Christian church. We know that the church is pretty much a hospital. Many people come to the church because they're hurt. Either they're hurt because someone hurt them. Uh, or they're hurt because they hurt themselves or some people are hurt because it's self-inflicting like depression Um, so we know there's many of reasons why people come to the church it is a great big hospital and we have a doctor the doctor of all doctors our lord jesus christ savior this drug addiction uh, topic uh, is really uh, widely covered and I do believe that uh, we're going to do some some covering and we're going to cover some ground. We're going to do some good stuff with this today. So drug addiction. What does the Bible really say about drug addiction? Is it good? Is there a drug that's better than the other? Or is there a drug that is uh, worse than the other? I necessarily don't think that there's a better one or a worse one. I think on an even playing field, they're pretty much all bad. So 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Now, Christian, listen to me. I really want you to think who you're hanging around with now as a Christian and who you've been hanging around with before you became a Christian. Now, me personally, I didn't grow up in the church. So before I became a Christian, I was hanging around uh, some very, very bad people. Uh, People that, you know, like the Bible says, was bad company. And it did ruin my good morals, the morals that I was taught. Um, growing up by my father and mother. Now, these were morals that, even though they weren't born-again Christians, uh, I think I covered this before, but we're born into Catholicism. Uh, even then, my parents said, hey, you know what? Stay away from drugs. Stay away from those things because they're they're going to lead you astray. You're never going to be to your fullest potential. We know that hanging around with people from the world, even as Christians now, um, if they're engaging in bad behavior, most likely it, it's going to rub off. You know, there's a saying that says, you know, tell me who you hang around with and I'll tell you who you are. Let's be really wise, uh, really wise in, in, in choosing who we decide to surround ourselves with. Because uh, here in 1 Corinthians 15.33, I don't think it's any clear. You know, don't be deceived. Bad company will ruin good morals. Now, 1 Peter 5.8 says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to someone to devour seeking for someone to devour so be sober-minded be watchful those are the very first words that first peter 5 8 warns us about a sober-minded so when we're high or we're stoned or we're drunk we're not watchful we're not we're not careful in a sense we're we're careless because we're engaging in something that is uh, modifying our behavior it is a controlled substance so at that moment it is controlling us. It is controlling our behavior. It's modifying our behavior. So we are not sober-minded. Just a quick testimony. I actually came from a very abusive uh, background with, with drug addiction. We can call alcohol a drug too. So there was things that I did in my past that the Lord has erased. Thank God. Uh, thank to my Lord uh, Jesus Christ Savior. But 
Now, there's a lot of things that I'm not proud of doing. Uh, alcohol was a very, very strong uh, substance that when I would consume it, I would definitely become somebody else. So it's like kind of like, um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen the, the movie The Lord of the Flies. I know some of us read those that book when we were younger and in school. And basically it's this mask that these kids that crash into this island put on to become somebody different. That way they can commit certain acts that they wouldn't have if they were uh, fully uh, presented or, or not masked. See, drugs, alcohol, it's, it's a mask that you're putting on. You are trying to be somebody else while you're on it and at the same time you're trying to be accepted you're trying to fit in but we know that you know we have a family in in, in christ and we need to really uh get with some of that family and surround ourselves by that family that's why fellowship is so important because if we slowly isolate ourselves from the friends that we could have within the church that are good people not to say that everyone in the church is good but if we surround ourselves by those good people within the church then uh, we can avoid a lot of these issues because we're not going to be tempted. We're not going to be around people that are that are doing drugs. We're not going to be around temptation. And I think that is very, very big. So it says be so reminded and be watchful. Now we need to watch. We need to watch our backs because the enemy is out there like a roaring lion. He's prowling. He's trying to see where he can make you fall. And for the youth, this is a big one. Drug addiction is a place and a spot where a lot of us fall into. I mean, most of us. Why? Because as we're growing up, there's already people or kids that are engaging in uh, in drugs. And what we want to do is, of course, we want to fit in. We want to be like them. We want to feel accepted by them and a lot of the times we do this through through uh through drugs through being part of the in crowd so let me do what you're doing therefore it'll bond our relationship and make us stronger as as friends kind of like a like an alliance but we need to be careful to and see who we're making this alliance with a lot of these people a lot of these so-called friends when something is going wrong for you they're not going to be around because no one wants to get in trouble. Everyone wants to engage in crime, but no one wants to get blamed for it and no one wants to pay the price. So you really have to be careful who you're hanging around with. That's why I really, really stress 1 Corinthians 15, 33, bad company ruins good morals. Because bad company, a lot of times, I'll tell you this much. Now that I'm older, I don't have any of those friends. None of those people come looking for me. And at a time in my life when I was depressed and I really needed someone, none of those people came to me uh, with any solutions. They only came to me with more drugs, more drug addiction, do this, do that, and take me here, take me there. So it's a big circle. It's really redundant because it just seems like you're never going to get out of it. But again, we have the tools. God has given us the tools to get out of these things. And the tool is lord jesus christ savior and the family that he's put before us you know we need to be more involved in the church ask your pastor if there's things that you can do around the church you know get involved that way you take up your free time with the things of the lord you could start a bible study at home where you can invite friends over you guys can have a movie night you guys can go out and you know as a group you know kind of more of a of a of a social like a social support social structure where you know, you guys are strong. You know that none of you guys are going to fall. And if one person sees the other person falling, you pull them out. That's what the Christian family is there for. They're there to pull you out when you feel like you're being pulled back into the world. That's what 
that's basically what it's supposed to work for. That's why the Bible says that we should congregate and that we need to be um, there with uh, fellowshipping with our Christian brothers. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6.12 says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. So here's a very big excuse that I hear by the more uh, mature crowd. Um, doesn't the Bible say that all things are lawful for you? Look, all things are lawful because we are truly free. See, when, when Christ set us free, he truly set us free. Now, the people of the world, they're in bondage. They're still in bondage. So this does not apply to them. So if anyone ever tells you, well, this applies to me, it doesn't. This applies to the Christian that has accepted Lord Jesus Christ Savior and basically saved by grace. Now, all things are lawful for us to do. God is not holding us accountable for, how can I put this so that it, it sounds right? God is not holding us accountable for, for little things that we do because he knows that we're going to ask for forgiveness. But remember that it says, but not all things are helpful. So let's say you do engage in something like that. You, you drink a beer. You have a beer. It says that, it is not helpful. Now, did you commit a sin? Um, you probably did, just because one beer could have altered your your perception of things. You know, um, or marijuana. If you engaged in marijuana, that's a psychoactive drug, so it does modify your behavior. But it's lawful for you because God has truly set you free. But it's not helpful, so it's not going to help you any. And then he goes on to say, all things are lawful for me. He repeats it again, but I will not be enslaved by anything. So we should not engage in, in anything that we will eventually be enslaved by. And we know that a lot of these drugs um, are very, very highly addictive. And you can possibly fall into a very bad addiction with a lot of these drugs. So my, my advice is don't engage in any of them. I mean, yes, these things are lawful because God is not holding you accountable like he's holding the world accountable. You've been saved, but they're not going to be helpful. And then you can be enslaved by them. Let's be really careful with 1 Corinthians 6, 12 and not use it to our advantage because the bottom line is, is you should not be engaging in any type of drug activity. You should not be engaging in any drinking um, and you should not be engaging uh, especially in any type of crime so again let's be very careful but there is um, some scriptures there that you know a lot of people could uh, misconstrue don't use these things for your own for your own benefit now Romans 8 8 says those who are in the flesh cannot please God so if we're walking in the flesh then we can't please God. See, now this backs up the statement that I just made about it being lawful. So it is lawful for you, but then you have to ask yourself, am I walking in the flesh? Yeah, I'm only craving a beer or I'm only craving one hit off that, you know, cigarette. But are you walking in the flesh? See, so those who walk in the flesh cannot please God because... If you're craving those things, then you're most likely walking in the flesh. Because there's other brothers and other sisters that are not craving those things. It's you. You're the one craving them because you, you've either 
let go of your prayer or you've let go of your fast or you're just not in it 100%. And see, we got to be in this 100%. This is not a game. The Lord has set out these these rules for us for our own good. Nobody nobody's going to benefit other than us. God is God. He doesn't need of us. You know, in the scripture, he says, if I was hungry, would I ask you to feed me? No, he's God. He's doing this for our greater good. Now, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17 says, Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy and you are that temple. So you're the temple of God. You are. And the Spirit, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. But if you decide to destroy the temple, which destroy yourself, then God will destroy you. So we are the temple and we should take care of this temple. We don't need to be out there doing things that we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be engaging in anything that is going to destroy us. We know that a lot of these drugs have big effects on our body. Marijuana kills a lot of brain cells. And brain cells don't reproduce at a rate that you're killing them. Alcohol, that, you know, destroys the liver function. It can also do many other things because it's really a lot of that is a lot of yeast. So there's a lot of of illnesses uh, that you can get from from drinking so we need to be very careful now i know that this podcast isn't going to cover everything everything that the bible says on drug addiction but i just want to point some key things out because i think it is very very helpful for the youth to understand that there is a hope and you do not have to Put your hope or your trust on drugs. Drugs ultimately and in the end are not going to benefit you. They are going to take you to a place where you do not want to be. So you need to ask yourself, do I want to deal with the problem now? Or once I'm 20 feet deep into this problem, do I want to deal with it then? And see, me personally, I wanted to deal with the issue immediately. I didn't want it to to grow. You don't want it to fester because what's going to happen is as you get deeper and deeper, it's not going to be as easy to get out. It's like you're digging yourself this hole. First, you're at about a foot and you're like, oh, yeah, I could still see, you know, land. I'm still I'm only like knee deep. And then you do a five foot hole. And then you basically barely have your eyes out, but you still feel okay because you see light. But then you go 10 feet and at 10 feet, it is it's pretty dark. You can still see light on top where the hole's at, but you're 10 feet underground already. And then once you get to 20 feet, you can't see anything. And that's when you can grow desperate. You can get depressed. You can start taking it out on people who are around you you can start blaming others for your problems and then that's when most people are like well where is god at 
Well, look, God was always there. You dug yourself a hole to hide from him. So let's use the tools that are given to us by hanging out with friends from the church, family from the church. You know, you'll you'll quickly notice who good people are and who bad people are because the Lord has also given us the, the spirit of discernment where we can discern who, who's going to be good for our lives and who's not. If we decide to hang around with people from the world, then we also know what we're getting ourselves into. Now, not to say that there isn't good people in this world. There is, but let's discern and let's know that bad company will ruin good morals. So this podcast... I am really happy that I've been able to cover some of the drug addiction uh, scriptures in the Bible. And I'm really happy that I'm able to put this out. Now, I am here now in my new studio and I feel really blessed. You know, before I started the po- this podcast, I, I got down on my knees. I started praying. I started asking the Lord to give me the right words so that I can speak to you. And I feel that I've done a pretty good job covering this. So once again, guys. Thanks for all the support, and I feel really blessed to be able to do this for you guys. Anyway, this has been another podcast brought to you by your host, Young Gospel. And don't forget, fix that crown, baby. Fix that crown. You are the son. You are the daughter of a king. Young gospel. Young gospel.